Okay. All right, so um, is this part two, part three? I can't remember where we're holding already. But uh, basically, continuing from what we were speaking about last week, pretty much. So last week, we were talking about a little bit more into the sugya of hashpa, of how hashpa takes place between uh, you know, Rebbe and Chassid in particular. But again, it was part of, part of a larger discussion that told us Yaakov Yosef in terms of Re, you know, changing relationships from just being relationships that are experienced in a tangible way to being a um, an environment in which a yichud is happening. That's really what we were learning about with the Talmud Yaakov Yosef. And again, it's, it was based on the the chiddush of the Rizal that the focal point of avoda is no longer just the tangible side of godliness, so to speak, but rather the intangible side that's experienced through the tangible side. In other words, turning Shefa into Yicha, that's what we've been talking about. And again, the example that we were giving in particular is uh, in the Shef or the Hashpa between Rebbe to Talmud, and that experience is changed in Chesidus between from being Hashpa to being a particular situation of yichud, and the point of that yichud, and when that yichud is ta- taking place, not only is I don't know if we, I don't know if I mentioned this so much yet last time, but when it's changed from just hashpa to yichud, then it itself is is inherently meaningful. You see, when 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 Rebbe is talking to a Talmud and it's just hashpa, it's just shefa, then if the Talmud doesn't chop what the Rebbe is talking about, then it's just a waste of time. Everyone's wasting their time. The Talmud's wasting his time. The Rebbe's wasting his time. Because no, no results uh, came of anything. You know, there was no results. Uh, if the Tachlis is, you know, uh, if the Shmuz that the, the Rav is giving or the Magid or the Rebbe is giving is for the purposes of, of being Mechazik, the person, that the listeners, to uh, elevate their Shmir Shabbos or Shmir Salashan, whatever, whatever the thing is, and it didn't get the proper results, then there was no Shefa finished. It didn't work. But once you turn that, that's in that. But once you redefine that situation from being just about the hashpa to rather being the shefa there, the conversation, the shir, the drasha is an environment in which a yichud is happening. Then first of all, first and foremost, the yichud is tachlis by itself, because whenever there is a yichud in this world, it's always a vessel for a yichud above. It's always. You know, Mida Kenegan Mida, Sata, an awakening from below always has an effect above. And so, if you're doing a situation down here where it's just Shefa and nothing happens, so nothing happened. But if it's a Yichud that's happening, regardless of whether or not the listener chap what you're talking about or actually changed his life because of what you talked about, but a Yichud took place between Mashpi and Makabal, that automatically is significant. That, that automatically means that you, you initiated and you. Uh, created a yichud above as well. So that's Aleph, that a yichud is always significant, just inherently. And number two, in terms of changing the person, that's the easiest and the most direct way of how to actually change a person, not with the words, like I mentioned last week, that in, in truth, if it's just shefa, if it's just information, it's impossible to change a person, ultimately, because it's, it depends on him, him or her listening to it, receiving it, the, wanting to hear it, uh, and deciding on their own to be changed. But once it's a yichud, and the soul of the magid, mashpia, mashkiach, rebbe, rav, whatever it is, friend, when that when that person's soul is united with the other person's soul, and it's in the state of yichud, and that yichud just has the environment of conversation and words that are being said, then automatically there is going to be some. There's going to be some effect. There's going to be some raising up. In terms of the listener, if the if the if the mashpi is on a certain level and his nisham is being united with the listener, then automatically they're going to be raised up. And we talked about this last week that in order for that to happen, in order for that yichud to take place, so the mashpia, the rebbe has to find some connection, some some common ground between him and the people that he's trying to be mashpia on. And so that's what we gave examples. Of uh, you know finding some chesaron in the mashpi has to find some chesaron in his own avodas Hashem in order to make some relatability 
to the people that he's that he's trying to be mashpia on, not just for the purposes of them of them feel, feeling some level of uh, of kinship with the person, but be'etzem. In order for a yicha to happen, there has to be mm-hmm. compatibility. It's just the way it is. That's the mitzias. That's the mitzias. If two people are are absolute opposites, then I mean, in English they say opposites attracts, but but that's not yichud. Even with zacher nekeva, if if you the, Zachar and male and female conceptually are opposites, and therefore there is no yichah between them. The only way there could be a yichah between Zachar and Akeva is because the Zachar has a side to him that's more feminine, and an Akeva has a side to her which is more masculine. And just by the Zachar, the masculine is dominant, and by the Akeva, the feminine is dominant. But if they're absolute extremes, and like, like in, you know, a hundred percent zochar, hundred percent akeva. There's no compatibility. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. A yichud means there has to be some part of the mashpia in the makavel, some part of the makavel in the mashpia. That's the only way for a yichud to take place. In order to to create that, or at least to bring out that overlapping between them. So uh, whatever the mashpia wants to give to the makavel. And therefore, automatically it means the mashpia recognizes some deficiency in the makabal in that particular area. The mashpia has to see that and feel that in himself as well, lefi madrigase. And only then will there be this compatibility. So, Judith's <clears throat> last week's discussion was more on the side of the mashpia. The makabal also has to have this dynamic. The makabal has to see in themselves some aspect of of Maila, of Shlemus, they have to see a mashpia in themselves. And it's just like the mashpia, the one that has, has to find within himself a, some aspect of not having, some aspect of imperfection in order to, in order to bond with the makabal. The makabal has to find within themselves some aspect of Shlemus in order to bond with the mashpia. So if the makabal thinks of himself or herself as a complete layutzlach, as a completely inept with Shabbos and completely foreign to any madregas, then the mashpia could be thinking, you know, clapping al chet all over, you know, the whole time that you know he's working in his Shabbos. But if the people that he's talking to don't believe that they have a part of themselves that's capable of raising themselves, of being higher, or they don't see a part of themselves that actually is high, then they don't have a mashpia in them. And so that's also part of the yichud. So every makabal and dein mindain, both sides have to see a pit, uh, a piece of the other side in themselves in order for that yichud to take place. And therefore there's an achrayis on both sides. The mashpia has to find a makabal in himself. The makabal has to see a, a mashpia in himself. That's the only way a yichud to take place. That's what we talked about basically, basically last week. That's why, by the way, uh, this is, you know, uh, it's just one of my... Uh, Personal pet peeves when you when you you learn chesidus and there's a lot of um, you know uh, inspirational lines and paragraphs and tires you know things like this and uh, it's, but it's it's not for the purposes of, of inspiration it's there's a system to it there's a science to it there's a it's it's there's mechanics there's a physics of how it works when you find in the sefer chesidus ideas of like you know believing in yourself and finding an akudatayv in yourself and so on that's not just rah-rah that it, you in order that's again that's part of the sugev yichud in order for you to every all shefa in, in the world all hey listen you know we've been talking about a, a, literally a situation of mashpia makabal a, a rebbe is giving a shmuz to talmidim mashpia uh, you know mashkiach to, to talmidim and so on but on a broader sense that's that's all, it's always happening. The, the the everything comes to the world through the tzaddikim. Everything comes to the world in a hierarchy of neshamas, and therefore, on and on a certain level, whenever a person wants to grow in their in their in their madregas in their avodas Hashem, it's always going to be through a yichud between them and the tzaddikim, whether they know met the tzaddikim or not, and therefore. On this broader sense, every makabal has to see in themselves a little bit of the mashpia. That's not, in other words, that's not just a motivational point that in order for you to grow, you have to believe that you can. Be'etzem, that's how growth takes place, is that the, in order for the tzaddikim of the generation to be mashpia on you and to be misyached with you, and for that yich to take place and for you to be raised up through that, then you have to see a piece of the tzaddikim inside of you. And the tzaddikim have to see a piece of, uh, of the non-tzaddikim inside of them. And that's the only way it works. So there's a, again, there's, there's spiritual physics to how these things take place. Okay, so that's...
that's all what we talked about last week. Uh, now, the, the problem that, that arises with this is that based on that, based on this uh, approach, it means that there's a little bit of a catch-22 when a person wants to be a tzaddik or a tzaddik. It's a little catch-22. On the one hand, the tzaddik wants to be as perfect and as elevated and as shalim as possible. But the problem is that the person's job as a tzaddik is to be mashpia. In order to be mashpia, it means that you have to have common ground with the people you want to be mashpia on, which means, as we said, you have to find some deficiency in yourself, which means that you actually have to have a deficiency in yourself. So that means you can't be perfect. So the tzaddik is always chasing that carrot of perfection, and that's what he's told he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be a tzaddik, you're not supposed to do any averes, he's supposed to try to have an absolutely perfect record in terms of Shabbos, but your very job as a mashpia means that you can't be perfect. So that's a little bit unfair. Okay, kachet, that's the way it is, that's the way it is, right? Okay. But is there a way out of that? Is it possible for a taka person to be an adam hashalim and somehow still function as a tzaddik, right? Um, in, in a certain sense, I mean, you know, that's what we talk about when a person passes away after 120, and it's because they were mashlim, they, they, they completed themselves, they perfected themselves. Well, maybe one way of thinking about it based on last week is that, like, once a person hits that ceiling of absolute perfection, and therefore there's no compatibility anymore between them and the rest of the generation, so what purpose is there uh, for them to even be there? So is that true? Is that true that when a person hits shlemus, like shlemus is therefore not what you want, right? Because, like, uh, the whole tachlis is to be to be mashpia. That's the whole purpose of of a tzaddik. A tzaddik wants to be mashpia. That's what a tzaddik. Is. That's the definition of tzaddik is to be mashpia. And so, in order for that to happen, he can't be shalim. But in order to be a tzaddik, you have to look for shleimus. So, is there a way out? Okay. So the answer is there is. Okay. There is there is uh, there is a way out of this. Take a look at Marmokin number one. Okay. So, and we're we're going to learn tonight other sarm not to tell the of Yosef, but. As Hashem, maybe next week we'll I'll see what I want to do next week. But um, maybe we'll, 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 after learning this, we'll go back to the Taldas Yaakov Yosef and see this idea in his writings as well. And we're going to see that based on what we're going to learn tonight, there's a certain culture, um, not by all Bate Medrash, not by all uh, you know courts of Chasidus, but there is a certain culture that by that's by many of them that's really based on this. You'll you'll see what I mean. So Marmokin number one is a piece from Ratzadik in Sefer Yisrael Kedoshim. Okay. Now the issue that Ratzadik is dealing with is, is the following one. We know that the human being is created b'tzelmulakim, yeah, in the image of Hashem. On its most, I don't know if it's basic, but a, a certain way of, of of understanding that what it means to be created b'tzelmulakim is that every, on, on, even on a physical level, we know that the different body parts of a person correspond to different midos that Hashem runs the world with, right? So, for example, intellectually, you have Chochmah Bina Das, that's the right and left side of the brain, and the, uh, the, the spinal, the, the, what is it called? The, the stem, yeah, the, 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 the stem in the back, that's Chochmah Bina Das. Chesed Gvur Teferis, that's the Chayi side in Malchus, that's the right hand, left hand, torso, right foot, left foot, and uh, the bris, that's Chesed Gvur Teferis, that's the Chayi side in Malchus. Okay, now what's interesting is, is that pretty much covers all the vital organs, and then, by the way, even you get to the internal organs also, the stomach and, and liver, and so on, there's different uh, kidneys, there's different, uh, all the avarim correspond to different elements of how Hashem runs the world. What's fascinating is, and the Rizal himself deals with this in Eitzchayim in one particular place, is that the, one of the most vital organs is the heart. And the heart doesn't have a corresponding midah, it doesn't have a corresponding sphere. So again, without getting involved with what the spheres are, but we know they're significant, right? Chesed is a big deal. Kavur is a big deal. These are the building blocks of creation. And there's a particular body part that corresponds to those building blocks. The right hand, the left hand, the brain. What about the heart? The heart doesn't have a corresponding sphere. So what is the heart? What is the heart? It says in Pasuk, um, what is it, Mishlein, Paragimel? Pasuk says, Mikol Mishmar Nitzar Becha, from all things that you have to guard, guard your heart, because from your heart, life comes. So the heart's very important. So how is it possible if there's no midah that corresponds to the heart? So let's see. So something says like this. 
Rav Tzadik is, uh, says the following principle, we've mentioned this many times, even last week, I think, that all of Kalah Yisrael collectively can be seen as one, one body, one organism. Ella, now he explains. And just as it is with a person, a person has a varm rashim, you have certain more vital organs, which has a more intense level of life, you know, and the life force is... It's, it's more sensitive, it's more vital. Kilev, shumakarachias, and first and foremost, you have the heart, which is the source of life itself. Vachain sha'aravarm, and then you have other, you know, vital organs. He madregas, madregas, with all different levels. Diyeshivarm, sha'ikarachias, talibahem, you have other organs, which also life depends on. Kimayach, like the, like the brain, reya, the lungs, ukutayma. Diyesh, and then you have the opposite side of the spectrum. Sha'afilu ke'ev gomra, in margishbem, you have other body parts that it, they're almost numb to pain. So they're, they seem to be very far from the life source that originates in the heart. But so at the end of the day, so you have this hierarchy. Yes, you have your brain, you have uh, the lungs, you have kidneys, you have left arm, right arm, all these vital, vital body parts from the most important, like the brain, all the way to uh, your heels. But at the end of the day, hakol makal But there's something unique to the heart, that the heart is, although it doesn't have a corresponding mida, as we'll see, in, as we'll see soon, but in a certain sense, it is the most essential. Life itself comes from the heart. The heart is really nothing more than, it's just a muscle that pumps life and vitality, uh, oxygenated blood, into every other organ. That's all it does. A brain needs oxygenated blood in order to function, but then it has its own function. The entire function of the heart is just the pump chies. That, that's, that's its entire function. That's the, it's the source of life itself. And to the extent that the heart is being mashpia, oxygenated blood and chies to the body parts, that's to that extent those limbs are going to be alive. And so to the entire organism is going to depend on that. So, in other words, what Ritzalik is telling us is that there's, the heart really exists in its own category. Every other limb depends on, it needs life force in order to, for it to function, but once it has that life, once it has that oxygen and so on, that energy, it has its particular function. So the kidneys has a particular job, the brain has a particular job, the lungs, they all depend on chiyas. But the, the, the function of the heart is to give chiyas. That's the function of the heart. It doesn't have any other function but the fact that it's mikar chayim, that that from there life comes. Okay, that's in the body. You know, every single body part, as we said, corresponds, Klai Yisrael is a body, which means that there's going to be individuals that are like the, uh, the heels of the body, very numb, part of the collective body, but very numb to what's going on. And then you'll have tzaddikim that will correspond to the vital organs. There's the brain of the generation, there's the, the limbs of the generation, there's the lungs of the generation. But then there's something that's called the heart of the generation. And the heart of the generation is really its own category. It's its own category. And he says like this, so to just as in the body, there's divisions within souls. In every generation, there's one particular neshama. And again, he's, drawing, he's making it like, like one neshama. The truth is, there could be many individuals sharing this title, but just the, to keep it simple. One person, that he is the heart of the generation. It's going to connect to Hanukkah. Is that this soul, which is the heart of the generation, corresponds in place to the Kodesh HaKodshim. This person is going to be considered to have the status of the Kayin Gadol of the generation, again, even if he's not a Kayin, you know what I mean? Even if there's no base in English. Conceptually, that's what a Kayin Gadol is. The Kayin Gadol, I spoke about this maybe last, last week, I think, on Shabbos, that, you know, what exactly is the job of a Kayin Gadol? Like, it's a funny title, Kayin, the Grand Kayin. But what a Kayin Gadol is, is the, he is the heart of the generation. Who separated to go into the Kodesh HaKodshim. So that's the heart. That's the Kayin Gadol. That's the Kodesh HaKodshim. And then next category, you move on lower than that. Sharon Nefashis. HaMukudoshas. And you have other Nishamas which are also sanctified. Dumasa Kahanim. That could be Kahanim. That could mean the brains and the liver and the kidneys and all that. And then you have other Yidin that are also holy, that at least are allowed entrance into the base of Mikdash. 
So what Rav Tzadik is telling us is as follows, again, that just as in the body, you really have two categories, b'chlal. You have a hierarchy of, of body parts, where there's certainly a hierarchy. You have the most chashev, the least chashev. But what unites all of them in one category is that each body part has a function, has an individual function that no other body part does. And that's what defines it. The brain has its particular identity. Its identity is, that's the, it's the source of consciousness, whatever. That's what a brain, that's what a brain is. Uh, kidneys have its identity. It's a kidney. They all share one thing, which is that they need to be alive. But there's one body part that doesn't have an identity. It doesn't have its own individuality. All it is, is the life force of every other limb. And that's its function, just to give life. And that's the heart. And says Ratzadik, there's a neshama that corresponds to that. This neshama is the kain god of the generation. This is the, the, the tzaddik hadar, but not just a tzaddik. This is the tzaddik, the rebbe of all rebbes, the tzaddik hadar, the karesh of the door. His entire identity is nothing more than to give life to every other limb. Now here's, here's the nakuda. Because this, see, everything we've been talking about last week, this need for the mashpia to find a piece of the makabal in himself, the makabal to find a piece of the mashpia in him in order for yichah to take place. That's all based on one basic assumption, which is the mashpia has his identity, the makabal has his identity. In order for these two identities to be connected, so therefore the mashpia has to have a part of the makabal in him, and the makabal has to have a piece of the mashpia in him. Because otherwise the mashpia is not the makabal, the makabal is not the mashpia. That's all true when you're dealing with people that are the brains and the livers and the kidneys and the heart and, and the, the right arm, the left arm, because each limb has its identity. So how could the brain be mashpi on the kidney unless the brain has a little kidney in it and the kidney has a little brain in it? But if you're dealing with the heart, the whole, the whole function of the heart, the heart doesn't have its own identity. Its entire mitzias is just teitzor chaim. That's its entire mitzias. And so as that, that, when you're dealing with, with, with that type of organ, so to speak, then that organ automatically has compatibility with everything. Why? Because it doesn't have its own identity to interfere with anyone else. It's completely nothing more than life, than vitality itself. That's the Kodesh HaKodshim of the generation. <clears throat> This type of tzaddik is not going to have to find chesroinus in himself in order to find compatibility with anyone else. Automatically, by his very mitzias, or her very mitzias, they're going to find, they're going, every yid is going to see themselves in this tzaddik because the tzaddik is the heart of the generation. And Adarabah, in order to uh, earn this title of Kaidash HaKadshem, Adarabah, Go high, go very high. <laughs> At some point, when you're, when you're climbing the ladder of Avodah Hashem, you begin to lose compatibility with everyone else because you're climbing the ladder and your identity as an Avodah Hashem becomes raised and raised and raised and you're no longer a kidney, now you're a liver and then you're a stomach and then your lungs and then you're the brain and now you have no shaykhs to the toes. But if you get to the highest level, which is heart, then everything draws vitality directly from the heart. And so there's no need anymore to find chesroinus in yourself in order to create a commonality between you and anyone else. Automatically, you, you've gotten to the point of where all your entire identity is chiyas. That's your entire identity. There's nothing left to stand in your way. Now, I'll give an example uh, from, from Chazal of a person who was this madrega, And you'll see that this was someone who... Had, had connection with everyone, despite the fact that it was Kaddish HaKadshem. I mean, the truth is, I mean, honestly, uh, for Tzadik identify this as the Kayin Gadol, you don't have to go too far. I mean, the, you know, Aaron HaKayin is going to be the prototype of this, right? Aaron HaKayin was Ayiv Shalom, Reiziv Shalom, Makarvis, Abrius. Everyone found compatible with Aaron. Who didn't love Aaron? Moshe Rabbeinu, even people, uh, it could be Masik, but Aaron, everyone, the whole, all of Kaddish were, were, were mourning his death. Everyone had a connection to Aaron HaKayin. Aaron HaKayin was Kaddish HaKadshem. Aaron Akain was Kodesh HaKadshem. Aaron Akain, in the Schuss of Aaron Akain, see it's interesting, in the Schuss of Moshe Rabbeinu we got the Mun. Mun already means something that you could internalize, you could chap, a little bit. There's an identity there, something, whatever. Aaron Akain, what we have from Aaron is the Anani HaKavit, just a complete overwhelming, encompassing cloud that encompasses everyone, everyone, everything at the same time. The Mun, there was Madregas, right? You eat it, you chew it, it's what it tastes to you. Some people had the Mun by the door, some people had to go out to look for it, it's already... There's madregas to that. Aaron Akain is, 
It encompasses everyone. It encompasses everyone. So take a look at Maramaka number two. Rabbi gives an example of this in Chazal, though. In Chazal, there's one of the more mysterious Tanoim, is Rapinchas Ben Yor. This was the Asik of Rapinchas Ben Yor. Rapinchas Ben Yor is one of the Tanoim that was, was a Rebbe. You, know, you, know, you, read, you read stories of Rapinchas Ben Yor, it's a Rebbe. It's not much a Rebbe. There's a Maishim going on, crazy, crazy thing. I mean, it's unbelievable, non normal things about Rapinchas Ben Yor. Uh, the Gemara says of Rapinchas Ben Yor that, that it was well known that he did not, we'll see this in a moment, that he did not want to have any hana from anyone else. He didn't want to be makabal from anyone. He would never visit anyone's house. The kashras would never, was never up to his stand. Like, he was a kaddish and a, and a complete parish, mamish kaddish akachim. So much so that the Gemara says, Amais, it's well known that Rabbein Chazbiner was passing by the town of Rabbein HaKadosh, Rabbi Danasi. He was called Rabbein HaKadosh, you know. Rabbi Danasi and Rabbi Danasi saw, he was, he was young at the time, Rabbi Danasi, he saw Rabbein Chazbiner was here, so... He invites him into his house, and Pinchas Ben Yara sees Rabbeinu Akadish, and okay, I'm asking him to come to your house. It was like the biggest cover in the world, and so as they're on the way to Rabbeinu Akadish's palace, so he saw Pinchas Ben saw the stables from a distance. He saw the stables of Rabbi Danasi, and he saw that Rabbi Danasi had white donkeys, a certain breed of donkey that were especially aggressive. They were in the stables; they weren't damaging anything, but it was an aggressive breed. And Rabbi Nassir said uh, that uh, I should eat by someone who has a malachamovis in their property. I'm not interested. So Rabbi Nassir says, I'm sorry, you know, I'll get rid of them, I'll sell them, I'll kill them. Rabbi Nassir is not hearing any of it. And Rabbi Nassir was not interested in being there. He said a divine name, and a mountain just came out of nowhere to separate between Rabbi Nassir and Rabbi Nassir. This is the person we're talking about. So, in terms of someone that compatibility, relatability, completely unrelatable, Rabbi Nassir. Yet, what we find in Chazal is that the mitzvah that Pinchas Ben Yar was preoccupied with his entire life was Pidin Shvuyim. Pidin Shvuyim means to save captives, Jewish people that find themselves on the wrong side of the law. So listen, who's, who's going to be Nishva? Who's going to be captured by, by the Gaim? So you have examples, yeah, okay, you have exceptions, yeah, like Rabbi Kiva, who's uh, also imprisoned. But for the most part, if a guy is in trouble, it's because he should be in trouble. That's usually the way it is, you know? The guy did something wrong illegally, and that's why he's, uh, he's in jail. It's Rachmanis, especially in those days, the jails was like death sentences. So you got to get the guy out. But we're not talking about Tzadik Yemes. And Rapinchas Ben Yar, the Kaidish Akachim, the most, the most unrelatable tzaddik, his preoccupation is Pidin Shavuim. So how does that work? So it says, Ratzadik Vizel Hayaskashar Pinchas Ben Yar. This was the involvement, the Asik of Rapinchas Ben Yar, Pidin Shavuim. But it saw Sanafasha Shinof Lushevi Biatzar. That it wasn't just physically Pidin Shavuim, that was his Indian and Avadis Hashem also. To pick out, pick up Nishamis that are from the lowest place, that, are, that have been captured by the enemy. That comes by being sunken into, into things of the Eight Sahara. And Rapinchas Ben Yar, who is in the Tachlis of Kedusha, completely removed to the farthest degree from anything that has anything to do with what these Neshamas are being caught up in. Let's see him. He's able to save them. So, how does that work with Yichud? How does that work with compatibility? Because a person that reaches this level, to where he becomes the head of the generation, and he becomes the the heart of the generation, he automatically has a shaykhis with everyone, and he doesn't have to find compatibility. He has shaykhis because he's the heart. The life force of every yid, which is the divinity of every Yid, he is the embodiment of that. He is the embodiment of everything good in every Neshama. That's what it means to be the heart. In other words, once the, the, the most basic ingredient that every organ needs is life itself. Once it's alive, then it has particular functions. But life itself, vitality itself, is, is the mitzvah of the heart. And it's a piece of the heart that is nispashet, that encompasses the entire body. In this case, chiyus means alukus, it means divinity. Chayim kol chamayim. The heart of the generation means that he doesn't have any identity other than alukus. That's all he is. And the very mitzvah of his existence gives vitality to every nisham. So he goes on. <clears throat> The next paragraph, the fact that Rapinchas Ben Yar did not want to 
receive any benefit from any other Yid. They didn't want to be invited to anyone's house and so on. Why? Because he wanted to keep this relationship intact, that he is the heart. The heart is the one that gives to everything else and not vice versa. If I'm, again, if you're a guest in someone's home, it means that the balabas is the mashpia on you. And the Rebbe Chazbenir's whole mitzias is that he is the, the mashpia of the generation. He is the heart. So what, and understand, the, 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 the fact that he didn't want to eat by anyone, he wasn't being, he wasn't being cold. Adarabe, in order for him to continue to give, even Rabbi Zanasi, let's say Rabbi Zanasi was the brain of the generation, but in order to give him chiyas also, Rabbi Chaz Ben-Yor has to remain in that place of mashpia. And when Rabbi Chaz Ben-Yor was trying to, had a thought of maybe going to Rabbi Zanasi's house, it was because he maybe felt that Rabbi Zanasi is a partner in terms of being the heart of the generation. And once he sees that the Malach Hamavis, death, or, or an aggressive breed, which might cause injury and death on some situations, he sees that in the chutzer of Rabbi Zanasi, it means that Rabbi Zanasi is not the heart. Because why? If he's the brain, okay, so the brain could have uh, some side of death, because that's not the function of the brain, to give life. But if you're the heart, it means that you're cool, it means your whole identity is life. The fact that he had those, those uh, aggressive uh, the breed of donkey was a simon to Rabbi Nechus that Rabbi Nasi is a big tzaddik and maybe he's the brain but he's not the heart like I am. And so automatically I, I, can't, I can't go to his house otherwise it'll undermine my position as being the heart. It, was, um, it wasn't just like he's not from enough for me. That, that, was the, that was the litmus test. Is Rabbi Nasi the heart or not? And that was something that, and Rabbi Tzaddik talks about this, that when Rabbi Nechus was nifter, Rabbi Yudanasi raises himself to the next level to become the heart of the generation. And that's why ultimately all of Tarsh Balpeh, on a certain level, we get from Rabbi Yudanasi writing Mishnayis. Rabbi Yudanasi himself, the Gemara says, just like Yaakov Vinu, Laimes, on some level, Rabbi Yudanasi also didn't die. The Gemara says in Ksubis, famously, that after he passed away, he would still come Friday night to make Kiddush for his family until the neighbor came knocking one night to borrow some salt and Caesar Rabbi Yudanasi. They're like, what's going on? And then he never showed up again. Why is Rabbi Nasi overcoming death? Why is he not, why is he not dying? Because the heart doesn't die. So this whole Indian of Rabbi Binyar, here's the point. When you reach that level of just all you are is kule heart, and it's kule chiyas, kule elikos, then, no, then there's no issue of, uh, of compatibility, relatability. You don't have to speak the same language. You don't have to be from the same culture. You don't have to come from the same place. And, and every yid is going to find themselves in you, and they're going to find that relatability just like Aaron Akai and just like Rupin Chazbinyar. That's what's going on over here. Is there only a one per door So the way to think of it would be is that, um, I, you know, the mashal I usually give is those, uh, you know, uh, those Russian dolls, the Babushka dolls, you know, the big dolls with the little dolls inside. So the genera- the, there's different ways to look at the generation. You could look at it pulled all the way back, it's just one big doll. Like every, every organism just has one heart. Every human being only has one heart. So if you, whatever, um, if you're, whatever entity you're dealing with, it's going to have one. So you can look at a generation as having one. That's true. But then when you be more specific, you can look at Svarad uh, and Ashkenazim. And then each, will, each category will be looked at as, as one entity, and each one will have a heart. And then break it down even further to the point of where you could have, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a shul and a town, a kehila, whatever it is, and they also they'll have the heart. So there's different ways how to think of it, and and the truth is all these um, different levels of 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 partsufim are related to each other. So every so let's put it this way, you know, I'll give you an example, the the dardea, right, the dardea. Um, Ratzalik talks about this also in Yisrael that every single one, again, that generation had, had Aaron Akain. So Aaron Akain was the heart of that particular generation. He was the Kaddish HaKadshin of that generation. But when you pull back and you look at all of Kalah Yisrael throughout all of history as one big organism, then every single member of the Dardaya is going to be a heart of one particular later generation. So any 
any generation, even to this day, that there's a heart for our generation, that's just going to be a Gilgal or a, a Nitzitz, a spark, something, from one particular person, the Dardea. So the, la- the lowest person of the Dardea is going to be the heart of the lowest generation. So it, they're, they're interconnected in that way, but there's definitely different ways. You could you know, sort of pull back the camera, zoom in, zoom out. There's different ways. Yeah, by Yotz uh, Mitzrayim, the ones uh, under Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron. So they were all, you know, that's why, again, it's a complicated thing because that generation, um, when you just read Chumash, it seems that they were, they were flawed. But, uh, but in Primus Atar, they were the great, I mean, so you're talking about, uh, you know, the greatest of all, the greatest of all. Yeah, saying this, the Barasina, so Moshe Rabbeinu, that's all you need, you know, to be able to see Moshe Rabbeinu. So that's what Tzadik says. So again, so so far, what we have is is again this idea of being the the lave, the heart of the generation is mamish kaddish and muvdal kaddish akadshim. By the way, this is why maybe we'll speak about this next week a little bit more. This is why you have a phenomenon in in culturally in Chassidus of a rebbe that's completely you know it's a funny thing because everything until now was until tonight was like a rebbe. The whole idea of a rebbe is that, that relatability, relatability. So you would think that culturally speaking, Rebbe's would, the culture of a Rebbe would be someone that like, that's, that's quote unquote with it, that like chops the matziv and like knows, you know, what's going on. And, and definitely there are some like that. But Mitzatsheni, there's certainly a lot of, uh, you know, chetzerim uh, of the Baal Shem and Chesidus that the Rebbe is mamish, isolated and completely like Rapinchas bin Yardik. And so the question is like, I thought his whole idea is being miyachid yichudim and making being mashpia, and there has to be relatability. Well, the answer is, yeah, that's one approach. But if if you see your rebbe as the heart, then adraba, the more kaddish, the more movdal. You don't want to put him in any position of, of of being influenced by anything else because that'll take away from his absolute purity and just be menetotzos chaim. If the rebbe is like that, then everyone will see relatability. The problem is, <laughs> if the person, if that rebbe is not the heart. And then he's being put in a place where there is no relatability. Then he has. Then really, the way his hashpa should be is in a way of relatability, and he's not being given that opportunity either. Then it's just. Then then, then it's just. Uh, then the chassidim won't won't feel any any relationship. That's not. We're not going to talk about that now. So anyway, but uh, that that is that is an issue that sometimes happens. But uh, take a look at Marmok number three. This is a piece from Shem. After the recording, we can talk about that, but not now. So in, in Marmok number three, there's a piece from Shemi Shmuel. In Parsha Shoftim, the Shemi Shmuel is also talking about this idea, and he, and he sort of gives us a little bit of a, of a different angle, um, or I shouldn't say a different angle, but like a, a little bit of a of a different of a of another approach how to be zeicher to this. In other words, until now we have so so, let's, so you want to be you want to eventually be the heart. So how do you do it? What's the mahalach? So until now, like Rapinchas Ben Yar, he's been the model. Keep on going up, right? More precious, more kedusha, more himmeldik. You know, just keep becoming a pinchas binyard. Then automatically you'll get out of of that category of particular organs, and you'll reach reach that level of just ain't seif, of infinite oneness of elikus mahamish, where it's nothing more than life itself, and you're automatically the heart. What the shemish shmuel is going to introduce us to is that there's another way to get to that madreg, which is all the way from the bottom. Instead of going all the way up, it means to go all the way down. What I mean, so it doesn't mean to do Averis, but you see what he means. He says like this, Melech, another, until now, Ratzadik was defining, we saw from Ratzadik that the heart is the Kain Gadol. But we know, and we see this with Hanukkah too, that the Kain Gadol and the king have a lot in common, a lot in common. Um, for example, I mean, first of all, with Hanukkah, this is all Hanukkah, right? Because Hanukkah is all about the Kain Gadol. It's all about the Kain Gadol. What the Yavanim did in, in the Gulls of, of Yavan was what they took, they, they kept the organs intact. They weren't dismantling the organs of the Jewish people. There was no death, there was, there was none of that. And what the Yavanim were doing was taking away the Chiyas, they were taking away the Elokos. That, that's as per every Torah of Hanukkah. They were not taking away the Chitz, the, the tangible Yiddishkeit, they were taking away the Pneumius, the soul of Yiddishkeit. And therefore the the salvation of the Yavanim didn't come, didn't come from Tamid Chachamim in particular. It came from the Kain Gadol. 
The Kohen Gadol Mimen is the heart, Mimen that's where life comes from, because that was what was under attack. The, what was under attack was not the brain or the kidneys, it was the heart. Therefore, the response has to be with Kohen Gadol. And therefore, when it, now this idea of the king and the Kohen Gadol being connected, so by Hanukkah you find this, that the Shlemus of the victory of Hashem was not just that they reestablished the Beis HaMikdash's purity, but they, they became the king. The, the, it was a Mamleches Kayanim. That's what Hanukkah was. Uh, the, the king of Malchus based David is able to sit in Beis HaMikdash. Uh, the sheet of the Ravid is the Ravid says that there's another person that's able to sit in the base of Megdash, and that's the Kain Gadol. So they're always bound to each other, Melech and Kain Gadol. So Kain Gadol is Rapinchas Penyar. That's also the heart. The Kain Gadol is the heart because you reach to such a high place that it's just Elokos. The Melech is also the heart, but it's a heart not because he's so high, but because he's so low. You'll see what he means. Melech hu ma'achid es Yisrael benefesh. A king. Again, he's not using the language of a heart, but it's the same idea. The king unites all the Jewish people in terms of the soul. Which means that well, you'll have uh, millions of Yidin with all different ideas, but they all become united under the king. Every, every Nisham has its own identity, its own ideas, its own perspective, but they all become somehow bottled and united under the uh, banner of the king. So says we know that different ideas, personalities, uh, demands, uh, desires come because everyone has a different neshama, everyone has a different place. Every, every person has a different identity. This is the heart, this is the, I'm sorry, this is the brain, kidneys, liver, and so on. This guy's from the right arm, so he's chesedik. This guy's the left arm, so he's more gvurdik. And that creates different personalities in nature of a Gramlik which causes dissent between Jews. So now the king has a very difficult job. He's somehow, on the one hand, he's not a dictator, so he's not forcing everyone to think the same. But at the same time, so everyone is still different, but yet they're all united under his, under his uh, leadership. So how do, how do you do that? So the king, whose purpose is to unite the Jewish people, that there shouldn't be such machlekes and division. That means that every single Jew has to see themselves in the, in the king, right? So the king has to be chesed, gvur, teferes, he has to be everything. There's only, now, and there's only one organ which is everything, and that's the heart. So the king is the heart, just like the kind God is. So the Kohen Gadol is the heart because he's so high, but the king is also a heart, but it's a different type of heart. So how does the king, what's the Eitzel to this? The, the, the quality, of the, the heartness, so to speak, of the king is not coming because he's so elevated and divine in that way, but it's coming because he's so, he looks at himself as so nothing. The Anivas, the Bittal, the, 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 the nothingness of the king in himself, that's what brings him into that place of heart. Because again, uh, it's a classic idea in Chassidus that the highest madrega in the Vedas Hashem, that place that's called heart, which based in this context, you'll see that it's pervasive throughout all Sefer Chassidus, that the highest madrega is called ayin. Ayin means nothingness. So it's mean nothing. nothing. How could nothing be the highest? I thought nothing is where you, you start off as nothing. There's a nothing that's nothing, and then there's a nothing that it's nothing because it's everything, right? You can't, you can't identify it because it's everything. The Kain the, the Gadol and the king are both nothing. The Kain Gadol's ayin is because he reached a place of everythingness. The Melech's ayin is because he mamish feels like nothing. But in that vessel of nothing, of nothing, then the everything of the Kain Gadol is able to be manifest. This is why there's such a thing, like the Kain Gadol wants to be the king. So the Hashem take over the Malchus. And the king wants to be the Kohen Gadol. Chazal say David Melch wanted to be the Kohen Gadol. Uzziah, a descendant of him, actually tried to bring the Katyrus and, and got Saras because of it. On the shield of David and Melch, what, what was the mug, What was on his shield? Not the mug and David, right? It was Menorah. It was Menorah. Kahanim, that's, that's David and Melch. It says in Pasuk, Kayanecha Yilbashut Sadek. The Dov says until Hashem, your Kahanim, they should wear righteousness. Tzedek is a code word for Malchus. Tzedek always means Malchus. So Kayanecha Yubashut Tzedek is Dov Melch's davening that the Kahanim should be the king. 
that there should be this, this, this unity, because again, they, they, they reflect each other, one being just from a high place and the other one being from a low place. Therefore, one of the mitzvahs of the king, it's not a secondary. This is the chefza of Malchus, is that he shouldn't be a Balgaiva. That's, that's his identity. And the, by the way, that's what even the Rambam in Hilchas Malachim says, that the reason why the king has to be extra makbid in his learning and extra makbid in his Shemir Samitzis, the Rambam writes this because he is the heart of the people, and as the heart goes, the body goes. The Rambam himself writes this. So even in Halacha, the king is the heart. And Ubaladi Yevshalali is Batabatahlis. And and without this condition of 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 Anivas, then he can't function in this way of Bethel and he can't be a king. Alkin Amruzal, therefore Khazal say, Eluha Brachish Adam Shaikha Bambitkhilu Basaif. Then in Shmanasir we have the Brachis, the first Bracha and the Bracha of Maidim. Uh, that we bow down at the beginning and we bow down at the end, right, with Barachata. Umelach, but Allah with the king was, Kivan Shashacha, once the king bows down with Barachata in the beginning of Shmanesre, Ein Azaikif, Adachrasi Matvila, he remains bowed down the whole Shmanesre. That was the Halacha. That's the Halacha. Why? Because bowing down means to be nullified, to see yourself as nothing. And the king, that's his job. That's his job, is to feel a level of achna. So he has to remain bent until the end of Shemini And through this humility and this sense of, of this that's how he unifies within himself all the different midas. That's how he becomes his version of a heart. Now we could unite all souls of the Jewish people. But there shouldn't be any dissent between them. Not that there's no disagreement, but they're all united under they're all they're all being sustained by the chias that's coming to them from the highest place of the Kain Gadol and the lowest place of the Melech. And that unites everything. Those are the two positions of, of real Malchus that we have is Kain Gadol and Melech. That's what we're talking about over here. Just to end off with Marmaka number four in the Kutamaran. So Rabbi Nachman writes, there's a few pieces in Rabbi Nachman where he talks about this. But in Chelik Beis in Siminun Ches, he says like this: Yesh bni Adam. There are some people Shlomo that they say that when a tzaddik is very great, machmas gedulasai because of his greatness, he's unable to pay attention and to really chap what's going on in the world. because he's far from me. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't speak the language of the world anymore? Ubemis enikim. But said Rav Nachman, the truth is, it's not like that. In other words, it's true when you're still within the spectrum of, of, of limbs and organs. Then you're right. The higher you go, the more distant you are from the bottom. But when the tzaddik is very great, or the way we're understanding is that he reaches that level of heart, either in terms of being a kain gadol or in terms of being a melech, that's how he becomes more involved and he pays more attention to the world. And he says like this, everyone would agree that God's pretty up there, right? He's pretty, you know, unrelatable in a certain sense. But on the other hand, he's very relatable. He's paying attention to every small detail. So God also is able to do these two things. Why? Because if you're something, if you're a brain, if you're a kidney, then you're a kidney and you're a lung and you can't be anything else. That's who you are. And if you're going to have relatability to anyone else, you have to then have a part of you that's not a brain. You have to have a part of you that's not a kidney. And then you can have a, a space in you to have relatability with someone that's not you. If you're a something, if you're over here, you're not there. But if you're nothing, then there's no place that you don't that you that you are not able to be there because you don't take up space to begin with, so you're not you're not stuck in any particular space because you don't belong in space. because you don't have a place anyway. So if you're nothing, then you could actually be everywhere. And the Rebbeinu Shalom is nothing in that way, so he's everywhere. And it's tzaddik and the bechin of a heart is also nothing. It can be nowhere. That's why again, just just to end off, that's why in Chassidus again you have this funny dynamic of uh, of of some tzaddikim. That uh, you know, they say mice with her mayor Primerzlan, for example. That uh, he was someone that his chassidim would always push him to wear special begadim, like a melech, you know, even not a melech, but just to be, you know, to, 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 that he should be noticeable as 
as the tzaddik, and he refused it. He wanted to wear like mamish pashat of clothing. There was a maisi, he said that one time that he decided to change over and to wear chashiva clothing. He said that he was once in the base madrash, you know, sort of, it was late, and a, and a beggar came in and sat down. He was doing his own thing, and it looked like the beggar was not 100%, you know? And the beggar put his cane down by the door or something, and maybe the beggar like forgot where he put it, and he started accusing Ramir Pimajlan of stealing his cane. Because he thought Ramir Pimajlan was also another schlepper in the shul. So he started like harassing him and braiding him. Ramir Pimajlan's fine, take it, you know, really it was his cane, whatever. Fine. A few days later, Shabbos, and he comes. This beggar comes to shul, and he sees from Herb Mishlan is at the, te- you know, that he's he's the tzaddik. So the guy felt mamish, like mortified the fact that he accused the tzaddik of stealing his cane. So Herb Mishlan said that at that point he's now going to start wearing chashva uh, clothing. That it should never happen such a thing that someone should mistake him, you know, in order that a Jew should be embarrassed. That's why he started wearing clothing like that, you know. Otherwise, Adrab, his avoid was to be very relatable. And then you have uh, the Rizhner, right? The Rizhner was Malish Malchus. You couldn't get close to him. The Gaboyim would throw you across the room. Why? That's, that's for Pinchas Ben Yor, right? Because uh, there's another approach, which is Melech, Kain Gadol, right? Kain Gadol, you couldn't get close to either, right? The Kain Gadol didn't want to be touched. He didn't want to become Tommy from anyone. He has to be also the king also. That's part of the Halacha. So we think of it as like, oh, it's a Rebbe Shazach. That's how it was with the king. That's how it was with the Kain Gadol. And that doesn't create that doesn't create a, a disassociation. It creates a distance in, in superficially, but in Pneumius, it's, it's maintaining that Sadik's ability to function as the heart. Again, as I said, you know, obviously, if, 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 if really he's a Sadik that should be more of a mere Primajlaner and he's acting like the Rizhner, it's a problem. And if it's a Rizhner, Dikit Sadik, and he's acting like a mere Primajlaner, it's also a problem. So everyone has to know their Indian, and, uh, you know, Rashkachaprat is hopefully a Rebbe of a particular. Dynasty is treated in the way that dynasty's Masari is, and hopefully it's a shidduch to that particular person. But that's how that's how this works, and that's why again each chutzur, each base medrash, each uh, you know each keel has its own way. Because sometimes the person is a bechina of 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 the heart, and sometimes it's a, and even with the heart, it could be a kaingoldik, it could be melchdik. There's all different different. The, the chayzivul blin, for example, the chayzivul blin. Uh, he the Chayz of Blin was uh, was the heart. He didn't say that much Torah by his by his Titian. That's also part of this, by the way. There's other certain. There's a lot to talk about, but there's certain dynasties where the the, the Rebbe is about saying Torah. When it's Torah, it means that the Rebbe is identifying himself not just as the heart, but also primarily as a brain or another limb. And then you have other other Chetzeris where the Rebbe is not saying any Torah. He's just sitting. He's just being there. That's pure heart. It's just Tzitzas Chaim. It's just a lakus. <clears throat> so the chayza was one of those tzaddikim. He rarely, he wouldn't say Tyra so much. It was just the, just the, the vision and just the aura of being in that place. And it was well known by the chayza that it wasn't like the rishner. The rishner was also, but it wasn't. It wasn't that way of, of royalty. Of it was absolute bittel. The, the chayza saw himself as the lowest, the lowest person. Like he, you know, he he would he he wasn't joking. He would talk about himself like. Like he, he would say, in, in honest, like, I don't know what everyone's doing here. Like, I'm the worst person in this entire base message. Why in the world are you coming to me? That's how he found, that, that's where he got his chiyas from. That's, that's why he was the heart. So it's all different, all different mahalchim. And the neshamas are complicated like that. And Bashkach HaPratis, the right chsidim find themselves to the right rabbi and the right talmidim to the right rabbi. And, you know, that's the way uh, these things work. But the, that's where all these different mahalchim are coming from. It's being, because this is what we're trying to do. It's all boiling down to this idea of a yichud. But for this yichud, it depends on if, the, if we're dealing with particular organs, are we dealing with a heart, and what type of heart, a kain gadol dika heart, a melch dika heart. These are the uh, variables in play. So Hashem Shalvi, we should be to find that heart and find all the chiyas uh, we desperately need.